you get poked yeah. in the back. There is a uh, some uh, moderate poking. It's like what the hell? Like I got poked. He touched the butt again. Whoever programmed this had way too much fun. Welcome to another episode of the Popcorn Watch This Popcast, where we celebrate movies, TV, and film that we all love. Uh, I'm your host, Xavier. You also have with me Danny and Zach. What's Say hello, up? guys. Hey, how's it going, guys? And so we are back from, basically, we had a really busy week in terms of movie watching, and uh, we had put some big stuff on our social medias, kind of uh, good things for impressions. We're recording this a little bit after Father's Day, so we had some good uh, Father's Day movie moments out there, which will tie in actually to our main topic for today. But first and foremost, let's go down the line to figure out and hear about what you guys got to get to watch over the last week. Uh, Zach, go ahead. All right, so I've got a. It's a. It's both a long list and a short list simultaneously. <laughs> You'll see why in a second. So uh, I mean, it's been it's been a couple of weeks almost. Uh, since we really talked about what we last or what we recently watched, so for me, um, so the the we, we watched top or I watched Top Gun again for a third time, third, third time, yeah. Well, <laughs> third. Well, since since last time I've seen it a third time. Uh, we I, I watched Jurassic Park Dominion or Jurassic World Dominion. Sorry, uh, saw Top Gun for a fourth time. <laughs> uh, Catched or I caught up on uh on Obi Wan, nice, which has has been really great these last couple of episodes already, which uh, we're gonna talk about next week hopefully after the finale. Yeah, that'll be really fun, especially with this episode five with some pretty cool stuff. Ah, oh, it's just too <laughs> good. So great. It's stuff that I've been wanting and, and for see, years, and like seeing like like old Hayden Christensen playing young or like you know. 20-year-old Anakin was pretty cool. Spoiler alert, there's a flashback. But <laughs> that flashback was really cool. Um, I enjoyed that a lot. That was really cool. I, I think I've seen the episode kind of nip, not nitpicking, but trying to catch more and more details and tie-ins to other stuff from the past. Uh, I've seen it maybe about three times. And it was really dope to see that it feels like they didn't miss a step between their rapport and the mm -hmm. relationships that they had that, you know, they hadn't. Uh, come together to film since was it 2004? Like, like, like At least 15, 16 years yeah. or something. So that's great, you know, um, and really great to see more of him doing that stuff. And then the other flashbacks with the uh, that other character. Yeah. Uh, avoid for spoilers is, you know, like you see more of like the other side of Hayden Christensen's Anakin. That that was really cool. That was really cool. Yeah, but uh, that's cool, man. All right, so keep it going. And then uh, uh Lightyear. Uh, was one that we saw. Yeah, we saw that all together. That was yep. a lot of fun. In Dolby. In Dolby, which was nice. And, uh, and then Top Gear for a fifth time. Top, top gear. gear. Top Gun. <laughs> really? Top Gun for a fifth time. Okay, uh, the American Top Gear? Really? No, I'm kidding. So British that, Top Gear. That makes you an ace? Yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> I, so I killed it a fifth time, so it makes me an ace now. 
That that actually makes him an ace. I love it. All you need is to grow a mustache and, and uh, a pair of aviators and a bomber jacket. I think I saw yep. there about about one hundred and eighty three dollars if you get the gold with the black uh, polarized uh, Ray Ban aviators. So <laughs> they're not that expensive. You know, I was actually shout out to Ray Ban. Yeah. I was I was uh at at Danny's uh house or Danny's parents' house the other day and uh, or yesterday actually and. I was uh, asking his opinion on aviators, uh, and he's going through a list of like two or three that he wants to buy. Yeah, I think I think I'm I'm in too deep on this one, man. I think. Uh, <laughs> Did you look at? I think it's like Matsudas or something, like seven hundred bucks. Like, oh some, no, I, there's I, some high end ones from Ray Ban. Well, these are from no, Ray Ban. Talk about Ray Bans. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is like strictly from Ray Ban. Okay. Because I mean, they they make pretty solid glasses. So all you need is the Ray Ban thirty twenty fives polarized. Uh, gold frame with black polarized uh, triangle lenses. You're set. Well, I'm actually kind of uh, debating between going kind of all black, where I get the the mirrored lenses with black frame and black temple pieces, and then the other uh, one is uh, the blue, uh, like the blue uh, frame uh, lenses with either a silver or black uh, frame with. Black okay, temple. I could see that. Yeah. Um, I get what you mean. I think, I think the silver one looks... Just, just make sure the lenses are polarized because that's going to help you in the sun to um, nail all your football uh, and <laughs> volleyball shots. But more importantly, is helps you discern different detail when you're in bright yeah. sun. Well, definitely polarized. Like, it's like just like the blue uh, the blue front, but obviously they're, they're all polarized. We're here supposed to be talking about movies and now we're going to the science of polarized lenses. It's all related to Top Gun. So. It's all related yeah, to it's Top all Gun. Top Gun. Yeah, it's all Top Gun. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> the actual frames that Maverick uh, that Pete Maverick Mitchell wears are the gold ones with the black. So those are the ones black. I'm gonna probably get soon. Uh, and full disclosure, in the past I used to hate aviators. I was like, oh, they're too big. They look dumb on me. Now as I've gotten older, um, and sort of like but like, I see you every day, like almost every day, wearing them. I have you... those pair of Oakleys that look like aviators, but they're not oh, they're that Oakleys. Big. Yeah, those are Oakleys. So um, okay. The but the Ray Bans like they're, they're still pretty large, but Tom yeah. Cruise is slightly shorter than me, so if he can pull them off, that means I can pull them off. So it's, science, it's pretty dope. Science, yeah. <laughs> the science of comparison. That is awesome. So uh, yeah. yeah, Zach is now our resident Top Gun ace, going yeah. from hey this uh, movie is really cheesy from the eighties to holy crap, Top Gun Maverick is the second coming. I love it. Yes, this is freaking hilarious. All I'm, right, I'm hoping for more maybe spinoffs. <laughs> I highly doubt it, but Rooster through training school. I would love that. All right, like the know. young guns on there. But yeah, those were, those or were my recently watched. We might have to wait thirty years, and then Rooster right. is now the instructor. He has a son, and his son goes to <laughs> Top Gun, and he held back his papers for four years. <laughs> nice. All right, Danny, take us away. What do you got? What did you? All get right. So, I guess based on last episode, we went to see Top Gun for the third time. His third. Oh, my third. You, you're both third. Both of yours is third. Okay, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, we, yeah. Because when when we you we saw our, like it was both our. Third it was times. the 4DX, the 4DX one. Yeah, when we saw it. Which, okay. Oh yeah, I didn't even can we talk? That, yeah. Can we talk about our? Yeah, 40X? let's go straight into the 4DX yeah, conversation very yeah. quickly before we get to our news. We we need to talk about 4DX guys. Like it was that was our all of ours except Anthony's uh, first experience in 4DX, and all I'll say is. That is the only movie you should see in 4DX. Look, I, I'm pretty sure that Top Gun Maverick ruined 4DX for me in the sense <laughs> that no other movie will get close to that. Nope. Um, no. I'll be honest with you. Like, um, 
the all every dogfight sequence was just great. Like it's just like it, it was just the right amount of motion, uh, tilt back, tilt forward. Uh, everything was just great, and like they turned it off, and or, like it didn't turn on during all your emotional or dr- dramatic moments, which is fine. I think that was perfect. But anytime there's movement, it's like okay, like we're getting that. Like the the whole sequence in the Dark Star was great. Like every time he's climbing, the seats kind of go higher up, and then they readjust as like level out. But then you start leveling up again because he's going higher, and then the scramjets turn on and going faster, going faster. So then the <laughs> like... seat kind of rumbles a bit more and. It was the most immersive thing. Like I, I would, I always thought like this is gonna be hella gimmicky. This is whatever. Like I saw the movie already in IMAX, so like I, I can expect what's to come. But holy hell, that was so cool! I'm like mad how cool it was. All the all the other effects like the snow and the 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 mystifier for the for the ocean sailboat sequence and the snow and the smoke. I was like, yeah, I don't need that. Like get that out of here. Explosions. Just give me. Give me just the moving seats. Um, if you if you guys are following on social media, check out. Um, I think we have a video of us in the row of 40x. Like it's a reel that we made uh, during the evaluation sequence that Maverick does with all the returning students. And yeah, it was like like when they first started doing the training and they're doing the dog mm-hmm. where he like splits them. They're playing Won't Get Fooled Again by The Who and and it's just we're having so much fun of just like all the movement and like it's like it's it's sudden movement, but it's not like, oh no, I'm flying out of my seat. Like I still like was comfortable. Yeah. It it was enjoyable. It was like it was really fun. Like it just I I, I can't imagine like any other movie like that's not something where there's a lot of first person views or like all like the, even the, the the canyon run of the of just the training like the, the the training sequence where he has to prove that he can do it in two minutes and 15 seconds like that whole sequence was awesome like it's it's tense like there's there's climbing up there's moving it's, it's just too good like i just I'll, I'll 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 shut up about it but i'm i just hope <laughs> that like regal w- will put will cycle it back into rotation they because should i think people one paramount will love them for it because they will just keep making more money but also that it just and is probably so D-box much fun. too it, at, it was only there for theaters, a week yeah. was it really only in there for a week no it, it, it was well, two like weeks. The, the weekend and then it's like uh, memorial day weekend and then during that's right the week. two weeks because yeah. then yeah, jurassic world so i guess yeah. you know you missed out sucks for you no i don't i don't agree with that i think they should bring it back and like we had seen it twice before and it felt like a totally new experience and like refreshing to see the movie again oh yeah it was it was fun you got to check out the reel. like we were having a blast yeah like there was no point where i felt uncomfortable disoriented everything was so much fun and then obviously you pack it off with a good movie that's very entertaining and emotional mm-hmm um and well shot um it makes me think now like joseph kosinski wants to make that formula one movie uh i can't wait <laughs> that'll be another one that'll be fun to watch in that, that's one that i'll i'll be very um I, well because I'm, I'm a huge f1 fan mm-hmm. and i just hope that they that they uh capture the essence of what formula one is really well I, I, I just hope that it's not like you know glorified or anything like that. So I, I'm gonna be kind of skeptical, kind of you know maybe a little critical. So did you not, not like Rush? 
I loved Rush. Okay, Rush good. was great. But yeah. Rush is a biopic. Yes. So, I, it, I mean, it, I, I don't... Really I, is. I, was, is the F1 movie going to be a biopic, or is it like a kind of fiction slash nonfiction? Or, well, like a mix of fiction and nonfiction. Like like its own story? Like a, like a new... Like, like, like a fictional yeah. character uh, competing with like actual real life. It would be F1 cool drivers. if that's how they go. Because... Yeah. Because I don't think there are really any details other than Brad yeah. Pitt's going to be in it. Unless he's playing like... Uh, Max Verstappen. No. <laughs> <laughs> playing like uh, like James Hunt again. I mean, that'd be a no. repeat, but yeah. kind of weird. That'd be different, yeah. It would be cool if they do their own story, like their own character in the F1 world. Yeah, like, like in yeah, actual. just have their own personalities and just and then they'll probably be modeled after real life people since F one is now its own spectacle nowadays. So yeah. you might get some stuff in there. Um, but what I was gonna say about four DX before we leave that topic, I want to know how it goes into being the person that programs the seats. <laughs> like, how do you so program? Much. They gotta have so much fun, uh, just watching a movie and being like, all right. In this scene, we're going to have it do this. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have the seats rumble this way. They're going to jostle up and down. They're going to they're gonna sway to the side right here when you do this barrel roll. Like, it's just like, this is going to be awesome. And then, like, do then, like, once they program it, do they, like, test it themselves? Like, yeah, I like, want to know, like, how does that happen? <laughs> they're like, no, you know what? That was <laughs> too much. Do they have a lab where there's, like, a row of seats? And, like, all right, guys, get in. I just reprogrammed this <laughs> whole sequence. Um, Hopefully. Who knows? But uh, going, going back to that last bit of Joseph uh, Kosinski's like new Formula One movie. Hopefully it's better than that movie Driven that came out with uh, Stallone. Stallone in 2001. <laughs> you know, I never saw that movie. I kind of want to watch Don't it. Don't watch it. No, I, I've heard it's horrible. It's really bad, man. Like <laughs> I, I still kind of like I, I feel tempted. I mean, like, yeah, if you want to watch a movie that's, you know, like just and see just how bad it is to be like, these guys are right. Go for it. Be my guest. But. You know, but R Rush is the way to go. Rush is Rush the way is to go. good. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth even said like, "I'll lose muscle just to be in this movie with Ron Howard, or directed by Ron Howard," um, which is awesome because it's funny. Now you have Thor and Zemo in the same movie. Yep, nice. That was great. All right. Uh, so you mentioned Danny that you saw. We obviously, you know, the we we all saw 4DX Top Gun. Uh, what else did you end up watching? Yep. So this one goes into. Uh, Lightyear. So right before Lightyear, I saw the little documentary that oh, they yes. have on Disney Plus, uh, which was pretty cool. I don't know if I mentioned it in the last episode, but uh, it's a quick like twenty-five minute, thirty-minute uh, documentary. It just talks about like all the different variations of Buzz Lightyear before they actually created the character, uh, showing like how they the movie Buzz, not yeah, like the, the the toy Buzz, but yeah. And um, you know, it was it was fun. It was pretty interesting. Uh, and then we obviously saw Lightyear, uh, and I don't know if you guys want to talk about Lightyear, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh yeah, it no, was it was, uh, it was fun. Made the uh, ten year old kid in me super happy. Yeah, like it was a, uh, you know, you would see a movie about you know a story of a, a space ranger doing stuff, and then you obviously would have like the, you could see how like inspired a toy line, everything from like the, the the moves the 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 poses the characters the bad guys like you had all these like generic bad guys like i can make that all be like a whole set of bad guys and i have the different other people that are alongside buzz as like a team and you can make a whole toy set out of it but and so that made sense like in the whole like 
spin offing of spinning off of Toy Story stuff, but I think it hit its beats emotionally pretty well. Um spoiler alert, Socks steals the entire movie. Socks like, was at gunpoint. Awesome. I'm sorry, at dart point, I should say. <laughs> I bought you five minutes. Like that um th- that that character is amazing. Like that character's hilarious. Um The score by Michael Giacchino. Giacchino continues to be a goat in uh musical composition. Like we're here fawning over Top Gun and Hans Zimmer has his hands on that score. And on the other end of the spectrum, you have Michael Giacchino killing it in in Lightyear. Like he made like a, a real, like simple but effective heroic theme for Lightyear. It had a villain theme for Zerg and uh, you had all these uh, nice, uh, like the softer emotional beats. Like the dude, you you put something to him, and he's gonna give you gold every time. He's killing it this summer. He did Jurassic World Dominion, Lightyear. That's probably the only now. like I would say truly objectively like good thing about that movie, which I'll get to in a moment. <laughs> and then when the CG was good too. Yeah, yeah, CG was solid. And then he's doing Thor: Love and Thunder now. That's so. nuts. That's blowing my mind. Three for three this summer. Yep. Three, four, three. Who did the score for uh, uh, Ragnarok? That, I, I don't remember. I'm not sure. Was it um Hen- not Henry Jackman? No, I'm pretty sure you know. Or like not uh, what's his name? Tyler. Ryan Tyler. Ryan Tyler. Yes. May- maybe. No, but Mark Mothersbaugh. I don't know. Who That's the know. guy from Devo. He also did the music for um. Uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines. Mm, okay. Uh, he also, um, yeah, like he, I, I believe he's the front man for Devo, if I'm not mistaken. He also did the theme song for the the opening theme for, I, I know this off the top of my head. I'm not looking it up. I swear. Um, <laughs> for the Rugrats cartoon, like oh, oh really? Bum, 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 bum. Like the, that whole theme. That's the guy from Devo. Yeah. So that's cool. He composed the score. Yeah, because it was all kind of like techno-y kind of 80s-ish for Ragnarok. So it's cool that Giacchino's going to go with more... They're bringing Giacchino for something... For more grandiose, considering the villain, considering also the the fact that there's multiple pantheons that we might have to deal with. So, you know, the man... The, I In Giacchino, we trust. That's for sure. <laughs> yep, for sure. And this, this generation's John Williams. Could be. Slowly becoming. Slowly becoming, yep. honestly. Yeah. I mean, he's got the Oscars already. Like, just alone like you hear the up theme you're like it's easy like right there another uh podcast episode maybe uh, probably the michael giacchino <laughs> appreciation podcast yeah we'll, yep. we'll do that for sure and star then trek. star trek is a good one mm-hmm. and then lastly the last movie i saw uh was hustle which mm-hmm. i think xavier you saw right i also saw hustle that's a very and it's very well done man it was a good movie good uh, sports film. good sports um Kind of uh, heartwarming too, uh, intense, and uh, who doesn't like Adam Sandler in a serious movie? Yeah, I feel like Sandler's <laughs> really like starting to. I think with this movie, especially with Uncut Gems, now going to this, he knows how to ride the line between let's keep it funny, but let's also keep it serious. And the movies that are there, like they're helping him at least make state like make believable and high end stakes. That's pretty good. Like I was pretty, I was pretty impressed. That like, hey, like, this this ain't half bad. Like, um, very surprised that it's a cohesive and the fact that he um, using Juancho Hernan Gomez like uh, 
because uh, he, he right now he play, he plays for the Utah Jazz, but like they were showing footage of him like post credits where he actually plays for the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Um, but the like everybody who showed up that is a basketball personality, like they hit their spots great. Like they nothing felt is loaded with basketball players in this movie, and a lot of people in it. Yeah, like I love how Boban Mark Janovich, um, like he was in John Wick three which you guys haven't seen, Mm-mm. but he's also in that movie. He's just like the, the whole opening sequence where he shows up or he's just like, how old are you? He's like, I'm 22. He's like, yeah. really? He's like, yeah, it's my son. How old is how he? How old is your son? 10. 10? He's like, what? <laughs> but like you have some really cool... It reminds me of the, the, was it bench warmers? He's like, how old are you? I'm 13. I'm he draws 13. it with crayon. <laughs> it with crayon. With a $5 bill. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> Like you have a lot of people who actually like play the sport, and and you have really good cameos like Doctor J, um, you know, came through like, um, Doc Rivers is there, Dirk Nowitzki, dude, the Dirk Nowitzki thing is hilarious with the FaceTime. Yes, it's like guy kid, I, just run away. I have no idea what this guy is in my life. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's cool. He's he's a he's a legend. Like, dude, that was awesome. Uh, but yeah, watch the movie. It's a really good sports film. Um, yeah. I think even uh, if you don't like basketball, you'll you'll enjoy it. No, yeah. Uh, you know, before we move away from hustle, I gotta give big props to um, what's the name of this dude? Um, dude, Anthony Edwards. I think he plays for the Timberwolves. That that's the dude who plays Kermit. Mm. That dude, he like they were just like yo. I don't know if he's really like that in real life, but they were just <laughs> like yo, just 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 be a dick on the court. Like, just yeah. go, just just do it. Like, like, talk all the trash. And he's just like, say less. Like, just when, why didn't dude? Probably had fun. He probably had a lot of fun with it, honestly. Like, cause I mean, you hear it a lot of the time. People who play villain roles or antagonist roles, like they, they'll embody the whole, like, oh, I'm the hero in my book, but they'll have fun with it when they yeah. know, like, they're being antagonistic to somebody because it fuels that character. And like, yeah, like, I can have fun with this. Like, it's not, it's easy. You know, you can make it hard, but you, it also is sometimes easier to just let go and just, you know, be the mustache twirling villain every once in a while. I mean, it was cool because it wasn't really like a villain. Yeah, I mean, just... he, he was like a, a, an antagonistic force. Yeah. yeah, just like the owner was also like the big True. played by Ben Foster. Like he's the big antagonist of the movie, really. Uh, yeah, it's on Netflix. I recommend watching it. It's really good. I loved um, Adam Sandler uh, cursing in Spanish. Yes, that was <laughs> hilarious. And trying to intimidate him in Spanish. <laughs> He's like, "That's that, that's that's cute, but it's not working." Like that was that was cool. Yeah, definitely watch it. And it's you know it's based in Philly, so you get like your some like your similar Rocky moments and uh, just it just it's a good feel good movie overall. Like it goes through emotional highs, lows, and you know some it makes you guess at some points, but then you know the good stuff happens um it's pretty dope pretty dope and then what did you get to see xavier so um other than top gun for a third time (laughs) i've only seen it three times these kids have seen it like four and five times and i'm gonna go for a sixth why not even kidding and danny's going for a fourth (laughs) because it's the same time yeah are you just going to just like use your a-list and try to get the five dollars back pretty much i still owe you for popcorn by the way i'm sorry but um, what me? No, Danny. Oh. Uh, so it's uh, okay. It's just, it's it's on the it's on the watch list tab. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, all the A list we've we've saved. Absolutely. But uh, the just like you guys, I saw Lightyear. Um, on my own, I went just on a nice little day off, time off. I went and watched uh, 
Jurassic World Dominion. Um, I watched Hustle. Uh, I also watched, uh, for Father's Day, I watched, you know, like sort of like my tradition. I watched Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, and uh, really love the father-son dynamic that's in that movie. And um, I mentioned, oh, yes. And then on Netflix, I saw Spiderhead, which I didn't know was based off a short story, but also starring Miles Teller and Chris Hemsworth, which two cool duo. Two, Two actors we just mentioned earlier. Uh, it's interesting to see Chris Hemsworth playing this kind of like manipulative scientist uh, researcher kind of guy. So it's a little weird because people are like, oh, like some will say that it's a miscast. I think that it's a good small vehicle for him to play around with a different uh, and develop a different tool set for him as an actor. And because like there's always like yeah like the, the, you can tell that the character always has something hidden behind him. Um, also has a journey uh, Smollett who was in Lovecraft Country, which you haven't seen. If you haven't seen, you got to watch it. It's a very good show on HBO Max. But the yeah Miles Teller is it, it's basically it, is in it. He's the main character. He's in this like super high tech prison where they basically do trial runs of different mood altering drugs. And it makes it to be the point where, like, does the main character kind of question what he's feeling is real? Is this all still part of the drug program? And, you know, what is, you know, then the whole idea of being manipulated by that. And it's it's a, it's tense. The movie's not really long, but it's um it's still got a good amount of tension. Um, like it's if you have time to kill, I'd say watch it. It's not great, but it was it was enjoyable, if a little predictable. Was what I would say. Um, and I know, I think if all of us in the room, we've also, we all saw Dominion, right? Zach, you mentioned the yep. CG, uh, but we've watched it like, uh, separately. And, um, so what I will say about Jurassic World Dominion is that it is fun to just look at, watch and enjoy, um, you know, Jeff Goldblum, um, uh, Sam Neill and, uh, Laura Dern, uh, and the Malta sequence is really, really fun. I think that's probably the best set piece of the entire movie. The motorcycles. Yeah, with the motorcycles and everything with Owen and uh, gosh, I keep forgetting Bryce Dallas Howard's character. Um, and the new character, the new character who's like the, that smuggler pilot. Uh, the only thing is once you start actually thinking about the movie, everything just hurts and comes apart. Um, yeah. Terrible villain. Like the, I mean like the villain is real. It's like, it's a callback to the original movie. And I was like, I like this. And then you go, wait, how are you this dumb? And the CEO of a big uh, pharmaceutical bioengineering tech, like, like you're just either willfully ignorant or just really stupid. Uh, there are some, there's some very questionable decisions that are made. But man, uh, on top of that, I mean, there's questionable decisions done by practically every character in the movie. But um, hand-waving plot, here's some dinosaurs, and uh, I'm pretty sure two dinosaurs were this close away from high-fiving. Uh, but <laughs> that's all I'll say without it. You know, I just, mean, could they even high-five? Uh, one of them probably couldn't. <laughs> the other one would have probably hurt the other one. <laughs> yeah, that would have been But, good. you know, um, it's a movie. Like, it ends I mean, the, the whole the, Jurassic the, World the... thing. I don't know. You guys thought... I'm. I, I'm that's me being, like nice i guess i'd say but man like yeah the moment i started thinking about the movie i was like no that wasn't good but visually it's a fun treat and delight and 
I, I've always liked Sam Neill's uh, Alan, Dr. Alan Grant's character. And obviously, Jeff Goldblum as Ian Malcolm is just, it's just a, a dream. Just like anytime Jeff Goldblum on screen, I'm like, great. Like, I'm already captivated. But there's just a lot of nonsense in that movie. I mean, in our theater, when the uh, two dinosaurs almost clapped or high fived, <laughs> uh, please clap. Everyone was clapping. Like, everybody's clapping, like, dinosaurs, they did it. I was like, man, really? Like, that's what happened like, there? What? Okay. Cool. Um, I mean, I, I did leave the theater and there were like younger, when I say younger, I mean like 15 to 17 to 19. Like they were, they were like, oh, that part, you know, it's so cool in the cave that the, the Dimetrodons like, okay, so they're, they're still teaching kids about dinosaurs is awesome. Yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm okay with that. Like that's the, the, the effect that it has. And sure, why not? Um, so, you know, the movie's there, it's making money. And, uh, I think, uh. You know, it's still gonna. It's still. As I was gonna say it has legs, dinosaur legs, but um, <laughs> it's still, it's still going. It's still, it's still. Yeah, but coming through soon. I mean, the beginning of July, like it's. You have Jurassic World, like Universal is gonna try to do whatever it takes before Thor: Love and Com- Thunder comes out because you have, uh, Jurassic World, which is making so money. Got, like, two more weeks. Then you have Minions, July first, and then Love and Thunder is gonna roll up, yeah, and bring the thunder, <laughs> exactly. and the love. All right, um, so that's our, our our previously watched or what we watched this week, because um, I'm also watching Obi Wan and Miss Marvel, which are also great shows. Oh, that's another one that I do. Miss Marvel's great. Miss Marvel's really good. Yeah. I like it a lot. It's great character, great style. But uh, let's get to some crazy news because uh, it's been a pretty busy week. Uh, Danny, hit us with the goods. Yep. So first bit of news, which is uh, a fun one, we got a Gran Turismo movie announcement. And it's coming out in August 2023. Did you gentlemen see like the idea of what how they want to make that movie, like or like the what the synopsis or plot would be for that? Yeah, so it's, it's kind of weird, but it's ba- it's supposed to be based on a true story. What? Somebody was like, "Yo, I'm <laughs> so no good way. at Gran Turismo." Like, did they have the simulated like an actual? Look, pedal the only set? person I can think of, and I mean, this is I, I'm I'm the only one that's gonna know this. I feel like it's based off of this. Uh, youtuber turned actual like race car driver named jimmy broadbent that's what it that sounds like sounds to me. familiar not like the the actor jim broadbent but I, there's actually like i've heard of that name well, bandied around somewhere yeah so so jimmy broadbent um he uploaded just a bunch of like uh or he has and i think i guess continue continues to do uh to upload videos uh on youtube where he just plays around with like the racing simulators like like a set of corsa or maybe some i racing formula one stuff um but he he recently in like the last couple of years started actually racing in like in like uh like sports cars and stuff like, okay like, like gt kind of sports cars okay so now, something I, like what patrick dempsey does or like because like he like in that kind of regard? in that yeah in that same kind of okay like the same kind of uh cars all right now nice. i mean the story like what you're saying based off a true story it kind of sounds kind of like that what they're going to I, I don't think it's going to be based off Jimmy Broadbent but I similar, I think something yeah. similar to that like this is the, that's the only way for me that I think that works because like let Danny explain this to you to everybody listening in so this is uh from Deadline it's based on a true story the film is the ultimate wish fulfillment tale of a teenage Gran Turismo player whose gaming skills won a series of Nissan competitions to become an actual professional race car driver 
this reminds me of uh, uh, there is an old movie from the eighties where um, is this, this Ready Player One? Not Ready Player One. <laughs> yeah, it's, it sound this this kind of yeah. sounds like a realistic take on that. But no, there was an old movie. Uh, I think it was. Is it called The Wizard? I forgot what it's called. Um, I'm gonna cheat and look it up right here. Um, but it is um, like about a kid who has to like, travel around the country. Yeah, it's called the Wizard. I'm I'm a genius. You're a wizard. I, yeah, I'm a wizard. <laughs> Thanks, Hagrid. No, but it's with Fred Savage. It's basically a, a boy and his brother. Fred Savage. Wow. A boy and his brother run away from home and hitch cross country with the help of a girl they meet to compete in the ultimate video game championship. Ooh. Yeah, and like he plays with a power glove and everything, dude. It's it's like really cheesy, but it's entertaining. Uh, I would yeah, I would, it's like it came out like two years after Princess Bride, so you know Fred Savage is a little older. But um, yeah, it, this is what this sounds like, except with racing. Um, so what, he's just gonna be driving in like a, a GTR or like a Skyline, just trying to like, we, I'm trying to learn. And who's like, I want to see it. Like, it's like a realistic take on Speed Racer, except he doesn't come from a family of racing. Like, there's 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 a lot. Like, I have to try to discern here. Like, I guess until we get an actual like trailer or something, like my 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 disbelief is. Cannot be suspended. Yeah, I need to that. see a trailer. Yeah, me too. I mean, it comes out August, late of next year. August of next year. Like, it or better be with now. legit. Like, they, I, I told you guys earlier when we talked with this. This news first broke is they have to have like the licenses. Like, they got to be able to do some cool stuff with that. Like, come on. Like, yeah. if you're not gonna get like decent licensing, like, what's the point of making the, the movie? Like it's just gonna end up being like, like a like a Need for Speed. Yeah. Like 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 having car like you know, car manufacturers and stuff and yeah, with the car parts yeah. and they're racing. You know, like you have uh, like Nismo stuff. Well, you have I'm I'm pretty sure it's easy because Gran like Turismo Toyota. already has licenses for the game for the for the video games. I'm sure yeah, that's different for movies. It's a different ball game. Yeah. So what I'm saying or what I'm trying to get to is that maybe uh, like I, I'm sure Sony has have already spoken to these car manufacturers about you know the possibility of including some of these cars already since they already have the licensing for the game they you know probably have to pay a little, a little bit extra for them to show up in a, in a movie or make a movie about it but yeah i mean look at what they did with chip and dale recently like they put a lot of <laughs> licensed stuff in there that i didn't even believe they like they i don't could even do. know how they did that yeah they did certain stuff i was like okay i like, still gotta watch that one man. do it yeah, man it's disney fun. plus yeah, a friend of mine, he's like, dude, I watched it twice. I was like, all right, good for you, man. Like, <laughs> like I think he's watched it once with his daughter and then once by himself to like catch the little Easter eggs and stuff. There's a lot of Easter eggs. Dude, Seth Rogen's hilarious in that. <laughs> the whole, the whole like Polar Express thing, like I cannot, like that's going to live in my head for a really long time. Like the deathly, like glazed over Uncanny Valley stare <laughs> of the CG characters in those movies. <laughs> that's so smart. Um, yeah, uh, so, you know, who knows? Uh, it's the whole, like, you know, wish fulfillment thing and wonder if the main character is going to play, like, when they play Gran Turismo at home, are they actually playing on, like, the licensed steering wheel and the pedals? or if Because if they're playing on Probably. just, like, a, a, like a, a, a cool controller. sense controller, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> like, I'm going to be like, this guy's not a real fan. Like, they're not playing the way, like, the way God intended, like, with actual, like, that simulator, like, controls. Like, yeah. We're talking about playing Microsoft Flight Sim and doing all the Top Gun stuff. Like, if you're not playing that with at least, like, like, like an actual a, joystick with, at least the a, joystick like come on like you don't need a hotas but like if you have at least like, a joystick or something come on guys like you can't say you're really playing the game yeah if you're not doing it right uh but you know who knows we'll find out more probably by the end of the year right 
Hopefully. Probably. Yeah, we'll see. I, I guarantee you now, because this movie's being made, Xbox and Microsoft are going to make a Forza movie. It'll probably, well, you know, who who, who knows? Because <laughs> uh, right now, like, if, if you use, we're going to go into video game stuff really quickly, but if you saw the the showcase that Microsoft did just recently, it was like, here are games are coming out within the next year. Yeah. And Forza looked legit. No, Forza... Forza looks really good. Looks really good. I... Because I, 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 I watched the live stream just for Forza. And the like with the day night cycles, the the updated uh like uh was it damage models and stuff? Mm -hmm. It's gonna look so great. Yeah. What I'm hoping, I mean, again, we're getting into like video games and stuff. <laughs> what I'm hoping for it since the game now has like day and night cycles, kind of kind of day and night cycles, that they include actual like like real uh uh like endurance racing, like twenty four hour kind of thing. Like oh, Le Mans, man. yeah, like a simulated, like mm. sort of like, like shortened version of Le Mans, like no, like like a full, like you're doing an actual 24 hour race and it has day and night on it. That, that's what I'm hoping. Oh, for. your your junk's gonna overheat and break. Good. <laughs> I kind of like, I have I have the Series X. I hope it can. It, do you it can have? It. Will you have to have two other players in your house? Like, hey, you, you take this for four or five hours. I'm gonna go take a nap if and you, then come if back. If you want to really like like yo, make that's it legit. as real as possible, you get a team of four or five people and you alternate every few hours. Bringing it back to movies, watch Four v Ferrari. Uh, Four yes. v Ferrari, good ass movie. Saw that in Dolby, and that was, that was that's cool. hot. That's awesome. Okay, I wonder how that would be in 4DX. Um, you know what? I, I don't think it'd be that wild, but I think it'd still be entertaining. Yeah. Um, I you just watch it for the. Uh, as uh, Anthony's not in with us today, but as for the uh, Christian Bale bone saws, <laughs> man, or like or at least the whole section with where Henry Ford Jr. is going doing the test run in the GT. Like, oh yeah, that part is like I remember watching like a, a initial trailer where he's just like kind of crying, and then you ended up realizing he's crying because he's like, "Dad would love this so much." I was like, "Damn it!" Like that's too cool. Yeah. But uh, like that whole sequence in 4DX would be a lot of fun. That yep. would be really cool. And then when the when the car stops, uh, you get like that. <laughs> that jolt. You get poked yeah. in the back. <laughs> you, you, get, you get poked in the back. There is uh, some uh, moderate poking uh, with some movies. Yeah. Yeah, the Lightyear trailer that hit us. Well, like, what the hell? Like, I got poked. There was... I forgot in Top Gun. <laughs> there was a part where it's like... You're, you're, when when Rooster gets hit with the, the pull oh, cue. Oh, with the... With the the pool cue. Again, whoever <laughs> programmed this had way too much fun. <laughs> like, you like, would expect, like, I don't know. It, I it just threw me off. That would be impossible. <laughs> no, but I know, it, but... It, it, it made sense. <laughs> it was just a weird but hilarious It was confusing. <laughs> no, it was great. Shut they just, they threw it in there because, like, oh, we got to use it to some degree, right? There's it's something got to get poked in here. All right, all right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> we had... Uh, uh, this, this is news that uh, I think divided us a little bit. By us, yeah. I mean one person. Yeah, Zach. Yeah, but uh, Danny, <laughs> go ahead, enlighten us. So, we have a director announcement for the live-action Hercules movie, and it's going to be directed by Guy Ritchie. None other than Guy Ritchie. Which um, Zach and was Zach not is too like, much of a fan mm -hmm. of. Right. So, <laughs> his, his style of directing, I feel like, can be a little bit of a hit or miss, depending on what kind of movie he's doing. Like, Sherlock Holmes, fantastic. Aladdin, nothing, nothing great, nothing mind blowing. I All guess. right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to just pe uh, pierce through the veil a little bit, pull back the curtain. So you've only seen the two Sherlock Holmes movies and Aladdin. I've, I, I'm sure I've seen another Guy Ritchie movie here or there. But here's the thing: I like when I 
was watching uh, Sherlock Holmes maybe for like the third time a few years ago. Um, I was doing some research to see what other movies he's done outside of that and a couple of other ones that I might have heard of before. And I'm kind of basing my opinion off of the 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 uh, critical reviews of the movies he's directed. Okay. And none of his movies ha- are in any way critically acclaimed or even close to being critically acclaimed. I think they're closer to like and like almost like that cult status of it because he has probably. his own status, yeah. his own thing. So yeah. They're they're up there and like 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 you know they're pretty good or they're at best pretty good. Like like nothing too nothing too, you know, extraordinary but you know it's up there where it's like it's pretty good at best and then kind of like mediocre or worse at worst so i i don't feel too confident that that the movie's gonna be great i mean i i feel like like because as the director he's more of the um like bringing the the idea and and uh of like you know or taking what the writers do and the producers do and having the 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 visual uh the visual representation of what's being written on on paper so it's partially i'm sure his movies have partially come down to being like you know the writer's not doing a good job with having a a good story good character writing good all you know good or decent anything else so my hope is that okay maybe maybe as a uh, for for a directing style, right? For his directing style, maybe it could be good, but maybe he should get a team of writers that uh, that know how to write good stories. Well, he, and, and adapt the the animated movie, you know, well on into live action. I mean, he's mainly been the writer slash screenplay. Okay, That's good. That's what I was <laughs> about to then, say. Then, then he better not. <laughs> I, then I hope he doesn't attempt. I mean, I'm sure he'll attempt, but oh, maybe attempt. maybe well, collaborate with. He always collaborates people. with with uh, with different people and stuff. But. One movie I mentioned recently that I saw uh, from him was uh, Wrath of Man. Yeah, with Jason Statham, and I thought that movie was great. It yeah, was that movie's good. It's, it it's was, different tonally from what he's normally used to. Yeah, like, that's a more serious film of his. And I don't think it's going to be tonally like how Hercules is going to be. No, um, it's going to be put, more in the that was good. Like, he's yeah, got to put the glad like, in Gladiator still. So kind of yeah. happened. Now, question for you guys with Hercules. You think they're gonna do just a live action copy, kind of like Lion King, like with the music and everything, or sure, or just copy, just maybe not the music, or like, like Mulan, where just like just like it's just the movie, but no music, no n- music. Or I was gonna say, like or that. like Mulan, but where they changed like the story and a couple things. <laughs> all right i'm gonna jump I, on this I one i have no idea so, I, I feel like it, it might be somewhere in the middle where maybe add maybe like a couple of songs i, I don't know it's kind of it, it's kind of hard to really say because i think mulan was really the only live action disney movie that's been adapted from an animated movie to not really well, have got Aladdin. musical numbers well to have musical numbers oh, okay because the jungle book had musical numbers mm-hmm. aladdin lion king uh what else has there been Beauty I'm sure. And the I'm, Beast. I'm, I'm, Beauty and the oh, Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, Cinderella. I never saw Cinderella, but yeah. Uh, but but was that part of like this era of like live, live action, action remakes? Disney yeah, remakes? No. technically, yeah. 
Oh, okay. I think Lily Collins is it, yeah. like the Cinderella one you're thinking of. Is that the one with Chris Pine? Me? Or no, that's Into the Woods. No, that's Into the, that's, that's different. Into the woods. Definitely that's different. different it's Into the Woods? No, that's different. Uh, well, there's so, also like well, Maleficent doesn't really count. It's kind of sleeping. I mean, but it kind of counts not. because you're taking the character that's normally animated into some other stuff. Yeah. Oh, and then you have that the st- st- honestly that yeah. started everything, and they also have Snow White and the Hus- With, Huntsman. Yeah, and that doesn't. Uh, that's, like those are <laughs> those are movies. Uh, yeah, that's all I'll say. You know, Chris Hemsworth. I mean, the main movies. ones were like Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, um, the Sleeping Lion Beauty, King, or Beauty, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, Sleeping Beauty. What am I saying? Yeah. So and uh, and then now Pinocchio coming out. True. Yeah, um, which I'm sure that will have musical parts, and also too, a well. Little Mermaid one, and a Little so, Mermaid. Yeah. So my, so if I can say anything, if it's anything like Aladdin, then yeah, he's going to keep the musical number. Yeah, they may even add yeah. something. They may even, yeah. they might not. Um, it's just, um, I guess like growing up with some of the musical numbers and growing up with some of the actual, um, the like the 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 the. the visual style of that movie of yeah. just the different like bright colors the all like the way all the lines on the different characters make it seem like they're from like pottery pieces from ancient greece like that yeah. was that was makes hercules really cool in that type of style so doing it live action like how it's gonna be tough because like if you want to tell the tone the story in that particular tone and style it, it's gonna be you're gonna have to put that in other ways and i don't think you can like the music helped with that, so you can't cut that. But the big thing is everybody talking about with Hercules is, you know, like who's gonna play Hades? Like you can get anybody to play Zeus. Obviously, Kurt, you know, Russell just, Crowe. Just bring back James Wood. Just, James Woods is like e something. So like <laughs> makeup. He's, he's gonna have to do a lot I, of Hades outing. Is, Hades is like what grayish blue. I I saw somebody uh, Photoshop um, Bruce Campbell as Hades. That and I was like, you know what? That might that might work in like a weird, twisted type of way. Like that might work. But, what are we getting as Hercules? Uh, that is a great question. The, the Rock is coming back. <laughs> no, the multiverse some, of Hercules. Oh <laughs> it's gonna be some new jacked kid, like some new kid who's just really jacked. Watch it be like a, like a. They, oh, maybe they the, the Reacher a, Alexander guy. Skarsgård for this one too. Again? Oh. No, he's already in his forties. Uh, they can bring in uh, this guy who played Hangman. Uh. Oh, Glenn Powell. Glenn Powell, like you know that I I could see that. I I feel like it has to be someone who's but he can also but there's more depth more it. jacked. That's true. They got to be jacked. yeah. They have to be John Cena. <laughs> no, he's too old. He's already and he also he's already Peacemaker. Yeah, <laughs> which is a great show by the way. Um, because I can't think of like any known actor. I can't really think of. No, it's got to be someone new. That's just 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 the big old ball of muscle. They're just gonna have to do it because. And then, well, they're going to have to start off with him being scrawny, like, in the beginning of the animated movie. To oh, then they could do, do a whole, like, workout montage. And well, even so, yeah, because it's just going to be, because they just do younger versions of Hercules. Like, it's yeah. just him when he's younger. He's not a scrawny. He's not like he takes a well, super soldier. Well, they could do, well, yeah, they could do, like, a, what they did with Captain America, where they just uh, take whatever actor they choose, put it on a, on someone who has a smaller, well, body, scrawny body. Yeah, do that. Body, and and then, then, hey... Now I'm there, but that's that's gonna be tough. That's gonna be a tough ask for whoever they get to play Hercules, because it's like you got to go through this training regimen and you're just a ball of muscle forever. But uh, you know, I'm excited for it personally. Um, I would say if anything, Zach, to help you, you know, you, yeah, you saw Aladdin and Sherlock Holmes. Watch, I told you this before. Watch Snatch. That's probably yeah. his best movie. Snatch is really good. So, 
There's been a first draft already, and it was written by Dave Callahan, the person who wrote Shang-Chi. All right. So, all right. We'll see. We'll make it happen. All right. <laughs> oh, that's it? Okay. I thought, that's I thought, all I got. Yeah, that was going to be more to that. <laughs> okay. No, just okay. first draft. Could be okay. worse. Could, could, could be a little worse. All right. I'll allow it. Okay, there's some hope, I guess. <laughs> all right, cool. All right, hit us with the with the last bit. All right, and then this one... Ooh, this one I'm excited you for. You guys are very excited for. I'm really excited uh, for this one. Especially Zach. Like, I'm I'm biasly excited for this one. Yeah, so so Zach, share share the news. So Nickelodeon and Avatar Studios have announced recently that they're making three Avatar The Last Airbender, uh, or m- three movies that are centered around Avatar The Last Airbender, or the universe. Uh, so the, the three, and this is off the top of my head, I think are going to be one based on Avatar Kiyoshi, one based off of of Zuko. I'm assuming this is post The Last Airbender. So like this is like uh, Fire Lord Zuko. Yeah, the whole bit where he's looking for his mom. Yeah, let's have that as an animated movie, please. I'm excited for the Zuko I one. don't think they're going to do that. That's I, garbage. I feel I'm like, not going to watch it. <laughs> I feel like it's going to take place maybe like 20, 15, 20 years after the, like, the show ended. Whatever. Uh, and <laughs> Dante Basco was still voice. They they better name. they better bring back Dante Basco. You think they're gonna not bring Dante Basco? Get out of here! <laughs> they have to. He's aged no, into the. He can be aged into it perfect. And here's a, so I I've been listening perfect. to a that, podcast. Yeah, that would work. Yeah, I've been listening to a pod. I mean, well, Dante Basco has been like the same age forever. I mean, he looks he's looked he's the like same Rock for Machi, 20, 30 years. He'll be okay. So I I've been listening to a podcast actually uh, with Janet Varney and Dante Basco, who are the yeah. voices of Cora and Zuko respectively. Mm-hmm. And the episode that I'm in the middle of listening to, uh, actually, they, they brought on Zach Tyler Eisen, who voiced Aang. Aang. And, I mean, the dude at this point, he's 20, I think he's 28 years old. Damn, he's 20. So, I'm hoping that if this, movie, if this movie does take place, you know, 10, 20 years after, maybe they can bring him back. It's just a and little voice an, an older Aang. Because, I mean, he has, he has like, a, a deeper voice. He could play, like a, like, a mid-30s Aang. Great. If possible, why not? And bring and, you know, bring back him as the original voice actor, and then which bring would be back. Cool. Um, I was gonna say her as uh as Katara. Oh, uh, May Whitman. May Whitman, yeah. May bring Whitman. back May Whitman. Bring back Jesse Flower. Just bring back the whole bring cast. Back the bring back the whole cast. cast. <laughs> Jack DeSena, dude. Bring back Jack DeSena. The, the dude still sounds the same. He still sounds like Sokka. Exactly. <laughs> but good. then again, in the flashbacks in Korra, they had uh. You know other actors that play the older versions, and because you know. they were like older, older. But this one could be like, yeah, like hey, in, like we're in their forties. Like, yeah, like hey, we're in our twenties. We can do this. It'll be fine. That'd be really cool if they could bring most of those guys back. Because it's too good. All right. And really then the third movie, the you should you, rewatch. You, the show. you need to rewatch it. That, and good. also watch Korra too, just to kind of see like yeah. where things have gone since then. But it's on the, that's animation, all the animation in Korra yeah, is really yeah. good. Like story wise, like there's some stuff that's like okay. Whatever. Season three was the best one. Like and best animated. Like at, for sure, like they had a lot of good stuff. But like, that was a crazy story. There were what three or four seasons? Four, four. Yeah, season three yeah. is godlike. I loved like, like Zahir, dude. Zahir, Zahir is a. <laughs> I've let go of everything. I was like, what the? It's hell? like, like, uh, what, what does he say? It's like, uh, let go and become wind or whatever. Yeah. Whatever he says because of uh, what was it? Uh, Guru Guru Lahima. Ugh. Yeah, like that whole that whole enlightenment bit. thing. Yes. And he's just like, nope, I got like, it now. I was like, dude, like this empty. is empty. Become empty or or like empty become, become winner or something like that. Yeah, like after after we watch it. That and you know, you, that's where you get like lava bending and all the 
all like the sub the sub arts of bending like just nuts that's when you realize like hey lightning is trash now like <laughs> they they nerfed they uh, nerfed they nerfed it because well no part. they nerfed lightning but lightning generation because they use lightning benders to generate electricity in the yeah. city which is kind of which is lame well i'm not gonna it's Danny's whatever gonna watch it. Yeah. different story but yeah like yeah i remember do you remember when how like op lightning was and they're like yo if you can shoot lightning, because like, only very few insane. people could do it yeah and those, had... and those that were either highly skilled and it was pretty much exclusive to the royal family yeah for the most part which is why iroh you know like oh god uncle iroh i love like, I... one of the best <laughs> characters in anything made ever anyway uh yeah, the, these movies are gonna be nuts. I'm, well, the I third can, movie is a uh, a Korra movie, a, a Korra an, an era, Avatar Korra, an Avatar Korra, Korra era movie. movie. I mean, it can be, and even going back to like we just kind of skipped over Kyoshi. Like everybody has this reputation. Kyoshi? Kyoshi's reputation as being like a stone cold badass. It was just yeah. like murder him and then figure it out later. Like that there's was, a there's a comic or something, a graphic novel, and I think it's a comic. I don't think it's gonna be that dark. It's a comic. Yeah. That uh, it's like a kiyoshi after kiyoshi like origin story kind of and i think she was i think like was it bisexual or something probably they added they added or, or they they throw like fun. hints at yeah at, like that kind of no, thing. the point like, is, the point is that she never took crap from anybody like it was just like oh what yeah like, she was a badass from like day one she was just like like just <laughs> the <laughs> when Again, I don't want to say because of spoilers, but like the one time, it's just when Aang is like consulting the different avatars, she gets the kill. She's just like, murder the guy. What are you waiting for? He should be dead. How is that man not dead already? Like, just go kill him. And it's like, oh, it's like, oh, you didn't kill Chen the Conqueror. He was too. Uh, he fell to his own death because he was too stubborn to move. It's like, oh, honestly, I can't tell the difference. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> I can't tell the difference. It's like, mm-hmm. That was hilarious. We're just like, holy damn, like out ahead uh so we got news of that from what paramount like that'll probably air on what paramount plus you think i'm sure it'll yeah, be paramount probably plus. Plus. Yeah. i haven't I haven't really looked into it much other than than the announcement itself but at this point yeah it's gonna be on paramount plus yeah unless they decide to both air it on nickelodeon and then release it on paramount like like you know two to three days later no, that, that, those but. three movies are the perfect give us your money so you can watch it on our streaming service yeah they're gonna and have also have your parents exclusive. watch yellowstone i don't know like it's just, <laughs> like that's what's gonna happen like that that's and top gun and top gun <laughs> <laughs> both top guns and Indiana probably Jones. by the time it's out top gun mavericks on there yeah probably so. by then all right because i'm 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 very excited for this i i honestly thought that once cora was over that that would be the last bit of uh Airbender last airbender stuff. yeah stuff that we would get but no I'm, I'm glad that well i was glad that when paramount plus was coming out that they also announced the avatar studios yeah and then, yes. avatar studios and brian konietzko and michael dante di martino were working on more uh more uh Contact. projects good yeah like between shows movies uh more comic books i'm i'm down for that like, i think Hell right yeah. now i i only have the f i have the first two comic books that take place right after the the original show it's the the promise and the search yeah and then there are like four or five other ones in with the original crew and then you have another comic book series with uh the post legend of Korra. yeah i think which right. i need to read and catch up on because i want to see i have to look into those just to know that yeah existence and whatnot all right cool. they're, they're a little cheesier but it's it's nice that it's it's essentially canon they're all they're, it's all canon yeah yeah, it should be because I think they wrote it originally and just kept that going. 
Yeah, because you have the Toff's Metal Bending Academy, mm-hmm. which then trans uh trans or transition translated into uh it appearing in uh or being mentioned in Legend of Korra. Correct. Yeah. Too cool. And but I'm yeah. I'm excited for that. Airbender's too cool. Watch it, Danny. Yeah, I got yeah. just watch Airbender. I've seen it. I just haven't seen it in a long just time. Re- yeah, just rewatch, rewatch it. it. I'm sure what well, you remembered uh, when you last watched it many many years ago, to now you're like, yo, this like this is a kid show. Like, how is this yeah, a kid yeah. show? This held this up. Not a kid show. This yeah. holds up. Like, I think like the hallmarks of like great animation. Like, I think it's like I had a friend who who mentioned this, and I couldn't disagree with him. Was Batman the animated series and Avatar: The Last Airbender? He's like, this is some of the best storytelling ever told. Like, and Zuka and just has the best. Some Zork some now will arc. argue like Steven Universe, like for this newer generation, which I can see the merits of, but uh. Yeah, so you have like sort of like that kind of like progressive storytelling or also storytelling that just like through small little hints, you get a lot of world building. Um, But it's, you know, shows like uh, Batman Animated Series and Airbender did not shy away from character development. And they had a lot of a lot of great uh, voice. well, Well, you have the main voice cast, but then you have like guest appearances or even even like with the fire lord uh ozai played by mark hamill which is really cool i, I met fun story when i went to a, one of the star wars celebrations in orlando i went with my friend and i had my vhs set of star wars uh the thx remasters that mark hamill signed and then my friend whipped out his avatar <laughs> epi- uh, nice. season three dvds nice. and mark hamill's like whoa nobody's brought this in all weekend and they're like, whoa. He, and he's just, I, I remember him being like, oh, do you remember any lines? He's like, oh, you know, feed me a line. I was like, oh. And Bobby's like, oh, say, he's like, say, bring me the avatar. He goes, bring me the avatar. And we're like, oh, <laughs> oh my God, it's so cool. Like, Dude, I would love that. That's it was awesome. so cool in front because like, I think like, his daughter was like doing the publicity for him there on site. We're just like, oh my God, thank you, Mark. It was so cool. He's like, thanks, guys. That was cool. And they, they've had people like George Takei for an episode. Yep. They've brought in, uh, uh, who there was another one so jason isaacs yep uh for those unfamiliar he played lucius malfoy in the harry potter mm-hmm. he played movies. the grand inquisitor in rebels oh he did oh yeah he's the grand inquisitor in rebels no yeah. I, I didn't know that. he also is uh captain Lorca in star trek discovery season one he's in a lot of a lot of other small things but whenever he he's also the scientist that came up with the idea of how to blow up the asteroid in armageddon that's one of my low-key favorite <laughs> roles of his. It's pretty damn cool. It's an iconic role. Anyway, I digress, and we're digressing, but go for it. And then, I, I don't know, I think that's about it that I can think of. Like, oh, Serena Williams was also uh, had like a guest appearance. Was she in Korra? Was it Korra? No, oh. she was... So the, 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 the Day of Black Sun uh, two-parter episode, she was the, uh, the prison guard that was... Bringing food to Iro, uh, to Iro. No way. Uh, Mang or Ming, I think was her name. Okay. That was Serena Williams. No. Serena or was a Venus woman. Might have been Venus. Serena. I think it was Serena. No. I, I thought it was. I Venus. think it was Serena. Okay. Damn. Yeah. Now I gotta like I gotta look at all those cameos because I know yeah. they snuck some people in, but I didn't know about that one. And then other like well-known voice actors like uh, Kevin Michael Richardson. Oh, he's like eighteen people in that show. Yeah. Like. Uh, no, yeah, he's a bunch of people. He's a bunch of people. He's great. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that was it. Uh, Serena Williams played uh, Ming. Okay, so there it, it is. Was yeah, Serena was, nice man? Okay, like, like the most random side character, and I still remember. Well, I've mean, seen the show like twenty times. Man. Well, it's, it's fine. It's, I, there's no shame here. I don't judge. No like, judge. I, I probably know like just about every side character ever. 
All right. But yeah. So <laughs> we fawned over a lot of news uh, and a lot of, you know, fun impressional stuff. Um, you know, we, but uh, thank you, Danny, for those because those are always fun topics. Yep. Um, you know, we'll mention at the end of the episode, but always reach out and interact whenever we post up some big news on the popcorn watch list through Twitter and Instagram. But uh, we mentioned watching Lightyear. Um, and also on our social media, we shouted out a really uh, good, you know, another great addition on the Pixar pantheon of a great Father's Day movie, which was Onward. Um, and, you know, we got a great poll from that and some good reaction. But uh, again, it's on Disney Plus now if you haven't seen Onward. But that brought us to an interesting topic uh, that we we're going through. It's just like, you know, think of a, of a primarily like a standout Pixar film. Like, it's tough to say, like, your favorite. But, if you know, I think we, each of us, the three of us here, have, like, one or two favorites. And I know uh, Anthony has, like, a couple of favorites. I mean, he went one epi- a couple episodes ago, talked, you know, all about Toy Story. So, like, That's those right, are, like, he went his through the whole trilogy. Favorites. I know he also truly loves Wally as a film. But uh, I kind of want to pick your brains because I'm, like, the old man of the group, uh, <laughs> sort of, in terms of, like, uh, my picks. Because... Uh, uh, as I'll go to a little bit later, but um, I want to hear what you got, you know, like a couple of your standout Pixar films. There's already what, like I think like 19 or 20 or something now. So, um, so want to do like, lot. we each do one and then we go around again. Um, or we... Let's each do one. Uh, let, let's do, let's do one. No, you know, just, just, let's let it rock just, for a little bit. Just go like just one or roll. two. Just roll with like two of them. And then like, we'll okay, we'll do favorite Pixar. Yeah, like what you're standing like, hey, you know what? Like immediately the first one that comes to mind is like a favorite. All right, cool. Cars 2. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> you can Everybody, leave the podcast right that's now. That's it. We've kicked out Zach. This is now uh, the Danny and Xavier show yeah. because that is the hottest, the worst take. No. All right. It's, it's been fun, guys. I'll, uh, I'll see you guys never. I'll see you guys on the Formula One race. Yeah. Okay. All, All right. right. What's your first? All right. So the first one that comes to mind, one that I've thir- thoroughly enjoyed a lot, and I'm sorry, Danny, but I'm going to have to say The Incredibles. Ah, you still mind. Because that, that one's just so fun. That That's like... like the, it's the, just, it's, re- the real Fantastic Four movie. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, exactly. and who did the score for that? Michael Giacchino. Michael Giacchino. Oh man, dude! Yeah, Incredibles. That movie came out. Um, I think I was in high. Yeah, I was yeah. in high school, and I was I was playing trumpet, and I remember the my trumpet like professor. Yeah, it's like that spy kind of vibe. Like, I'm pretty sure. I think it was. I think it was in my high school or was it my middle school? Um, one of like my my band teacher wanted us to do. Oh, you know, okay, no, it was high school. Uh, my band teacher wanted us to do uh, the incredible score Ooh. or like like the main theme that seems fun uh i think it was for for jazz band not for the regular band just oh, like the jazz makes band. sense for jazz band but and you I, can do a horror obviously the whole orchestra orchestra thing yeah. but i remember watching the movie and then going to my trumpet lesson to my trumpet professor professor at the time and i told him hey jim like did you watch the incredible I was like yeah i did i took my son to it he's like dude how about that score he's like yeah man that's some wild stuff and then he was playing it along <laughs> like well, he was like like it was so cool like have a professional just like just play the, the super high stuff like during the big action yeah it's like when dash is running i'm like like wow. the like the trumpet like yeah the yeah, high, really yeah. high trumpet parts i'm just like that is so cool and it just got me like more inspired to play more and more uh man dude that's, that's so cool. but it, it's not even just the uh like the, the regular like fan or not well i don't know it's fanfare like the regular like school uh regular theme 
uh you have the the parts during like the the more like the scenes that felt more like spy slash espionage kind yeah. of yeah. moments oh, yeah. where you have like like this like slow jazz dude, kind this, of like this, yeah jacquino knew what he was like doing the bell, from the beginning. Like, dude like just ma- master like the music was just master when he's going into the the computer uh mr oh, incredible like in the yeah, cave to to, to like get the, get the files yeah. or whatever that the music in the background is like that it's so spy like, type of like yeah it's like it's that so spy cool. like 60s kind of thing it's like danny yeah, said like really 50s, like 60s yeah it's like, i think like james just bond say that? like this is the fantastic four movie that really is like the fantastic four movie like <laughs> yeah just, we we had mentioned it i think in a previous one before so where, good that's why like because you have like the thing mr incredible you have uh, <laughs> uh elastigirl uh mr fantastic, fantastic. Uh, and then you have uh, Violet, Violet, which is, which is you know, Invisible, invisible woman, woman, and then, and then Dash. Instead right. of being the Human Torch, he's like you know the Flash, or like he's he's Quicksilver. Yeah, just Quicksilver, yeah. it's so good. Like, uh, I mean, Jack Jack could be just about anything. <laughs> could be. Uh, I mean, he was a Human Torch. Human he Torch. was uh, Superman with the laser. And I liked uh, uh, Jason. Uh, Oh my goodness! Oh, Jason Lee as yeah, Jason Lee as yeah, yeah as, uh, as Syndrome like Syndrome is I like the buddy, whole concept. Buddy something, Buddy Pine or whatever. Yeah, I love the idea. It's just like, hey, if everybody's super, nobody is. It's like, all right, that's mm-hmm. dope. That was yeah, like, that, that was a good line. Like, that was deep. But once yeah. everyone's super, <laughs> nobody, nobody is. is. Yeah, uh, or no just, one will be. Or whatever. yeah, or like you know, uh, Edna Mode, like just bringing just Brad really, Bird. <laughs> that's basically just Brad Bird, it's, but like. You have these really those characters that stuck with people for like a crazy long time. Uh, just how good that movie is. That movie made an impact, and just like holy, like it was like complete, like you know, because we had just gotten off of like Finding Nemo, and then you go into something like crazy action packed, like The Incredibles, and you're like, this is awesome, man. Well, it wasn't like, four then because Finding Nemo was 03. Yeah, like Incredibles is afterwards, and like it was surprisingly really, really good. It, it was amazing. Yeah. I think by I mean that movie to me is ten out of ten. Oh yeah, like it's yeah. it's it's, it's got everything. Sit down, watchable. Uh, the plot's great. Voice acting's great. Um, this uh, the animation's really well done. Still, um, obviously we we fawn over I mean, the score. for uh, for a two thousand four Pixar movie. The animation looks fantastic. Looks fantastic. Yeah, it's the style. That art style is just so good. Um, and then um, gosh, the uh, like, I. Talking about voice acting, like Samuel Sam Jackson, like Where's my honey? super suit? Where's my super suit? Great and good. I'm the only good you need. <laughs> oh man. I'm the greatest good you ever gonna need. <laughs> oh man, dude, it's so You can tell me what my suit is, woman. Dude, it, it yeah, it's good pick. That's a good first pick, man. Yeah, Incredibles. You can't go wrong with Incredibles. It's 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 so good. Oh, and then, and then the Jack Jack attack uh, short. short with the babysitter, Mrs. Parr. I'm <laughs> sorry, but he's doing some really weird things. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Like, <laughs> I love that. Like, uh, Jack Jack is good. fine, but weird things are happening. Yeah, weird and, things are happening. Um, even to mention the sequel is still pretty good. The sequel was great too. The sequel's still yeah. really good. Yeah, I liked the idea of it. It uh, wasn't no Cars too. It, yeah, people Thanks. were worried, like, oh, no, we're making a sequel. That's not Toy Story yeah. 2. Uh, but first, you know, we got, like, Finding Dory, and, like, that was like, okay, that's good. And then Cars 3 is like, hey, this is we're actually right has emotion now. and pathos, and then Incredibles 2. Oh, God, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, Incredibles 2, I, I thoroughly do. I saw it, I think, twice in theaters. I like the villain in the one. 
the villain was the were they the siblings or no it was actually just the sister yeah yeah that that was really cool um yeah you have to have these over the top plots and like hey we're gonna mind control everything that was really cool like that that was bit that was really yeah cool. i kind of forgot who the villain was in incredible Kristen wig her character yeah, was the what what superpowers did she have no she was a like a business mogul wasn't she Okay, I, I I don't know why I was thinking she was one of like the like one of the superheroes that was okay. Never mind. Never mind. No, no, no. Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. Where she was, um, yeah. I she, forgot the name. No, I think it was Catherine Keener. Sorry, I I said Kristen Wiig. No, it's Catherine Keener. Okay, because uh, Kristen, uh, yeah, Kristen Wiig. She was one of the other superheroes. Um, I don't think so. No, I'm com- I don't know. I said uh, um, isn't she or? now you have me confused no there was someone else who was like void and other stuff yeah i'm going through imdb now it's like oh i remember all this stuff now so i'm looking at void it, like, was one of the the other superheroes yeah, yeah. <laughs> john ratzenberger was the underminer again that, oh yeah that's i think would have been a, that's another fun topic we ever do later on i've got side sidetrack but like all the, the the best john ratzenberger cameos <laughs> like in, in a pixar film i think the abominable snowman was the best one um that one's funny no i love what little it was i love the underminer one i'm the underminer and i'm like i just it was so like perfectly cheesy the like underminer. it hit just right i'm the underminer okay. everyone thinking um incredibles 2 is gonna be with the underminer yeah and <laughs> yeah, then like they just <laughs> two seconds in nope whoop this man <laughs> senseless i was like you know what good subversion good for you i was like great we're gonna have a whole john ratzenberger movie yeah and he's just like no i was just that's it. All right. So you, your pick was Incredibles. Do you have another pick? You know, Finding Nemo. I'm going to say Finding Nemo. Because classic. So, like, classic. I watched it a lot growing up. And I, I kid you not, I, I was able to quote the entire movie by he memory. He touched the butt. <laughs> That's my favorite line of that entire movie. He touched the butt. He touched the butt. Like, Fisher friends, not food. Fish but friends. what really sold me on that movie was the water. Amazing animation. Wow. Yeah. Dude, you and animation <laughs> Dude, and water. The DreamWorks Dude, you know, and water. You know the animation is great when the water looks realistic and crisp. Yeah, and then even with like all the krill going through and like and like the different how they they showed off the currents. Uh, like they just like the the physics of of how everything things moves in amazing. water is really good. Yeah. Like it looks so it looks so lifelike and realistic. Yeah. Then you have a well, obviously you know the, 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 story, the stories, yeah, but yeah, the, the, the animation, the story, yeah, animation, the the details, the yeah, water, the was, so yeah, the story was great, but man, like that water though, yeah, like that, like that, like just that launched Ellen DeGeneres, like she was already popular. I think she had her, her like started the talk show, but then like this blew her freaking up. like yeah, blew her up because she's Dory. That's messed up. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, she's blue. Come on, she's a blue fish. Uh, but uh, that blue was. Tang. Like that, yeah, like that really launched it. And then I mentioned earlier talking about Albert Brooks in, um, what's this, in Drive, but it's like that the big thing that he's known for really is, um, being Marlin. Yeah. And, hey, Marlin, <laughs> he's not a fish. He's a clownfish. Tell us a joke. It's just the whole thing. That was awesome. Like, yeah, Albert Brooks just there really. There's a mollusk, and uh, he walks up to a sea cucumber. Nobody really don't talk sea cucumbers, but in a joke, everyone talks. <laughs> yeah, but in a joke, everybody talks. Yeah, that's just, <laughs> it's just perfect. He's like, oh, yes. Everyone's just kind of like, oh. okay. Losing their smiles. Like, yeah. And then you got Crush and um, Crush. The mollusk, the cucumber. Yep. Oh, my God. You, Darla. Hello. The, 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 the ever, uh, ever looming threat of Darla. 
Just like, <laughs> just look, here's, here's my, hey, my baby girl Fishy. daughter. Fishy. <laughs> Fishy. <laughs> wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. It's just the dentist's freaking niece. Oh, man. Why are you? And Willem Dafoe. Yeah, like Willem Dafoe. Uh, what was this guy's oh, name? Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. Uh, Gil. 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 Yeah. That, yeah, like, that's like one of the low key, like, Willem Dafoe performances. We know him now from just being like these, you know, really high quality, top tier actor now. And the, but it's like, no, man, he's all, he's also can have some fun in a, in a Pixar film. Which is that I know, I know it's Willem Dafoe, but then I forget it's Willem Dafoe. Yeah. <laughs> I never forget that's Willem Dafoe because, like, that, oh man, that and, uh, you know, the, that whole crew. So my sister, like, since she, she knows French. And so basically, like, the, 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 the shrimp guy. Uh, Jacques. Jacques. Like every yeah. time he spoke, she's like, "Oh, he said this exactly." Like, "Suivez moi." He's like, hey, "Swim with me." Follow me. <laughs> Follow me. <laughs> and then, uh, do oh god. And then the, the the when they're doing his uh his shark bait initiation and they're like chanting and then the starfish is in the background just oh like dude no like dude I forget Peach. like Peach was it, it took me like three times to realize she's in the background doing just the most ridiculous oh. wailing like that was I I. Cracked up so hard. It was so funny. Yeah, like that's, that's Mount Wanahakaluki. Mount Wanahakaluki. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, that, it's too smart. Like that movie is too good. Yeah, that and then uh, what's uh, the, you have the Debbie, the blue one, uh, Bubbles. My Bubbles. And then uh, and then Bloat, played by uh, Brad Garrett. That was Brad Garrett. Brad yeah. Garrett. Yeah. <laughs> just, he gets so mad. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of good gags in that movie man and then the seagulls and the mind mind like there are a lot of really good gags the seagulls the one. school of fish that they're playing freaking charades the moonfish? oh by played by or voiced by john ratzenberger yeah hey he wants to do one of these guys yeah <laughs> like it's too good oh man good picks man dude yeah just those are two classic ones and, and those are back to back no yeah those are back to back uh it was 2003 finding nemo, nemo and then 2004 the incredibles, incredibles. Cool, man pretty solid all right. Uh, so if you don't mind, Danny, I'm gonna go because um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, because I want to end on a on a, or at least want to like you know balance it out with like the feel good stuff, and then I, like I'm gonna bring up the since now I'm like sort of a, in in my 30s, I have to like all the the existential emotional stuff is gonna break me. So like two movies that really stood out that this first one took me a long time to really watch, and then I finally watched it, and like it broke me uh just completely like i had oh to, so you hadn't, you hadn't watched it before like, when I, it came out originally no i didn't watch this first one in theaters because i was like oh cool okay you know, it, i was thinking of the other no one. not the other one but like, no, amy okay. poehler the one this one so it's like oh amy poehler's in this like this would be cool whatever like this looks cool and then everybody's like dude this is amazing it's one of their best so i was like what oh i'll get around to it and i never got around to it and so one day i was at home by myself just watching uh you know put on disney plus i go oh let me try out inside out and like that movie, like it, it was like the way you it's just like fired up, like how your emotions and stuff work. I was like, that just, it was so natural, perfect. I was like, that makes so, that's hilarious how like they were to personify this and make sense. But then like towards the middle of it, I don't know if Danny, if you've seen the movie. So the two movie, two picture movies I haven't seen are um, Inside Out. Okay, so you need to watch this, and, and I want you to get Monsters back to me. Monsters University. Okay, so don't don't worry about Monsters U. <laughs> it's it's good, but like don't worry about that. You need to go like your homework. I gave him the homework to watch Snatch. Your homework is to watch Inside Out because wait, you haven't seen 
You're lying, <laughs> no. dude. Never you're lying. Seen inside out. Yeah. How, he's told me how have you? N- I thought you went whenever we. Uh, no. Like, like when when the uh, we used to work for Disney and stuff. You go like go to the events and stuff. You never you never saw it. No. Dude, so I will just say without spoilers, Dude, is, wow. I won't go into like deep stuff, but like it was a really good way. I mean, I've heard it's really to, like, good, but it was a really great yeah. way that like yeah, it's really good. Like it helped like process the fact that's like, you know, like helps people understand that like it, your emotions are there. Like it's it was almost like movie therapy in a sense in some way shape or form because it's like all of your emotions have a certain place. Like you can't block one out. Like they have to work and bounce, or you have to at least acknowledge them and understand that hey, it's okay to feel that certain way. Um, and then all I'll say is like Zach will know what I'm talking about. Like the, the moment that really broke me was Bing Bong. <laughs> I I was a wreck. Like I had to pause the movie, and I was there for like ten minutes, just like a mess of a human being, guys. Like I'm getting a little teary right now thinking about like. I am a mess, like, and I can't, I can't explain why, because Danny hasn't seen the movie, but it hit me in such a way that it got me thinking in a certain thing. I was like, oh my god, like that is, that's next level stuff, and like the fact that they were able, like, like immediately, like it's a certain thing that happens in the plot, but then you think about it and like you try to like relate it personally, and you're just like, oh my god, because like, like the whole is, the whole message of of what that that what that whole scene was, and you're just like, oh my god, and then at the same time, it's 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 a character doing a certain thing and like knowing the consequence of that you're just like they're gonna do it anyway because of the end goal and you're just like oh my god like being able to do that you're like this is so insane like that broke like that broke me man but yeah, man, I need to see. I'll, I'll watch yeah. it how have you not i'm sorry yeah you need to watch how have it you man. not seen it dude watch it wow. and, and you'll understand them it's gonna um, be a long night you're gonna watch this gonna watch avatar <laughs> right <laughs> and then uh <laughs> And then, uh, you know, it's a bummer. This hit only in, in uh, on Disney Plus on Christmas Day. I think it was Christmas Day of 2020. Yeah. But I ended up watching Soul. And first, Ooh. Soul was like, oh, this is nice. That's I'm glad cool. you mentioned that one. Like, this is cool. I mean, like, some of the music background, like, I liked the whole message behind it. And, like, the just, it got to a certain, I think, again, like, there was a certain point in the middle of the movie where you're just like, oh. Oh, my God. Like, the whole idea, like, we've all seen it, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So, it's like. The idea is not that you have to have like your calling or purpose in life. No, your life is to live life. And I was like, Ooh. the way they showed that was, or explained that and kind of like alluded to that halfway it through the film. You're like, nuts, oh. dude. That was like, that, oh man, I was, damn. Like, I, again, it was one of those moments where like, I think like Christmas Day, like my family was like asleep. So, like, oh, I'll just sit here and watch Soul. I'm like, I'm glad I watched that by myself because again <laughs> I was a mess, but it's a uh, great positive stuff at the end. Like great think, animation too. Yeah, like very like all the ethereal stuff and and this is the first time I'll actually say that Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross deserve an Oscar, <laughs> not for the Social Network but for Soul. Like because the music in Soul is really good. Jean Baptiste also like was working did work with them for the actual music and um it was and jamie fox and tina fey had a really fun dynamic and then um what's her name um she was the grandmother in moana she is um the henchwoman for um the the grandmaster in thor ragnarok yeah um her name is i think it's something with a j but uh she is awesome she's also in uh hunt for the wilder people uh 
her name that's is... another one i gotta watch too rachel house sorry it's not with a j yeah rachel house is awesome and so she's like the the accountant that's just running in the real world trying to find them like she's great and uh oh it's it's so good like the, yeah the, the smaller side characters are great um so yeah those are my two like you know i i up definitely the first like 10 minutes are emotionally devastating but i think it's still nice like it it, it gets you with a it's a nice like overall movie and then it's more thrilling and exciting with uh, obviously an amazing message but those two particular inside out and and soul like broke me um just man like that just like broke me in a great way like it just made me like reevaluate my entire life in the best way possible um but yeah so that's more of like you know the the emotional seriousness of it and then i'll let danny take it away with uh his picks yep so I was gonna choose uh, the Incredibles. But that was sniped. my all-time favorite up until this movie came out, Ooh. and this movie was Coco. Ooh, yes, that was gonna be my I honorable a, mention. You know, I'm I had so feeling, glad someone. I don't know Coco. how I didn't guess that earlier, but I had a feeling. It was Damn, I'm so glad because you mentioned it uh, a few times before. It's other than the Incredibles, it's the one I've seen the most. Can Can I ask you, like, what was your movie theater experience like? Because you know, just. Full disclosure, we're here in South Florida, so where there's a lot of, um, you know, Day of the Dead is normally like a Mexican holiday, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of cultural overlaps between um, a lot of our upbringings. So I want to know, like, that whole first 10, 15 minutes, what was, like, your theater like? Like, I want, like what were the reactions? Like, I don't remember too well. But Did we see we, it together? We, I think we went together. Yeah, we went like together. For, for the event that yeah. you had, yeah. Um, and it was with a bunch of family members. All right, nice. Um, but it was mostly like families and their kids. It wasn't like like a well, family and their kids. It was like, like a screening for for my thing. aunt's my aunt's his stepmom's uh, when she worked for Disney. Oh, wow. uh, like all the people from the corporate office, you know, would go Got bring their families it. and okay. stuff. So it was more right like on. a that's cool. So like everyone knew each other, so it wasn't like it was random. It wasn't like in the theater, like going in like any where, normal day. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but I remember it was like the group of us and then, you know, you just look over to like my family members and they're all like, <laughs> oh, crying. Yep. Um, but man, the one thing that stood out to me, like, you know, I play guitar and I've been playing guitar for years and Zach plays guitar too, but the music in this one, like the, the guitar, um, the animation of the, of, um, him playing the guitar. They they was, they actually like, yeah. mocapped. I think like they actually accurately we, yeah. did that. No, that um, was awesome. Michael Giacchino did the score too. Yes, he did. <laughs> he made a cameo appearance in the movie. Yes, he, he did. did. He's the he's the conductor in the uh, towards the end. Um, and and spoilers, but that that final scene with the grandma, that's Ooh. that's uh, that broke me. <laughs> remember me dude, i remember all the internet jokes were just like you know hey when you log in into a, in a new browser and it says remember me you're like oh no <laughs> it's coco again um no but it had some great individual songs um guy garcia really- bernal like did a great job like, yeah yeah he did such and a good job. you know as hector yeah. spoiler alert um you know you're here rooting for um for Miguel? Uh, no, well, yes for Miguel, but you know, to find his uh or who was it? Was it Hector? No, it he- was well cuz cuz uh 
basically like they're trying to find that oh it must have been like Ernesto de la Cruz like to remember Grandma Coco or like to remember the oh, song. Ernesto, yeah yeah um you're rooting for him and then halfway through the movie you get like this plot twist and you're like uh you're like oh no he's a scumbag no, yeah <laughs> we don't like this guy yeah you're like oh Ernesto de la Cruz is awful and that's Benjamin Bratt which is funny <laughs> like it's just like it's just like oh no he, he's he's terrible and then then you start to really want that relationship with Hector. Like, yeah, and uh, you realize that, like, oh, they actually Hector. are family. Okay, so, and I ask because uh, your reaction was in the theater um, because I remember, like, everybody, uh, so, like, you know, uh, you know, Miguel has his whole, like, extended family doing all this stuff here, and, that, yeah, it's a large family in a household. Like, a lot of us can relate to that. But then, like, he goes to hang out with the mariachis, and then his... Um, so, you know, Grandma, Grandma Coco is like his great-grandmother, right? Mm -hmm. and so then the grandmother sees him, like, with the mariachi. She just whips out La Chancleta. Yeah, and just and like... Wow. the whole theater is like, oh, my God. Like, just losing it in <laughs> laughter. It's like, yep, like, that's that's 100% accurate. Like, they could have just done half of this based on a true life story. But then, like, yeah, the emotional waterworks came through when they do the Day of the Dead Festival. You see all of the uh, family members from their mm -hmm. altars, like, kind of go in. Like, oh, look, so... like, And they're like seeing and trying to interact with their family members but like trying to be like hey there's still memories it's so nice and, mm -hmm. uh you know you had just that was really nuts like that that whole theater was like sobbing like like nice happy it's like happy crying everywhere like mm -hmm. oh man and then like or, or like oh. the whole the whole thing about like um the memory like you're you live on you by live your on memory by memory and then the last person that remembers you it's like that's where yeah that's where the chain ends and then yeah like that was on. deep i was like oh like, my oh. god <laughs> i'm telling you yeah like it's just you have times when there's really thoughtfulness into the kind of themes behind their movies it's 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 so good you're like is this a kid's movie <laughs> yeah and like it is but it's an everyone movie oh my god and so like you know a lot of those things are going through and you know the last thing i'll say is about coco is um you know, it's funny because when Coco came out, everybody's like, oh, every day of the dead coming up next, they're like, hey, Feliz Dia de los Muertos, except for Ernesto de la Cruz. <laughs> that guy sucks. Uh, yeah, that guy was trash. Yeah, and, and I forget that, yes, I, I don't, never, never forget that you guys play guitar, but I forget that the, the guitar playing is so prominent in that movie mm -hmm. because of, you know, of the stuff that happened. And it's, and that's cool that it kind of resonated with you guys on that, in that respect. That's really awesome. Yeah, I saw the, like, behind the scenes or documentary or whatever it was mm -hmm. um like how they picked it like went to locations and um got actual like guitarists to yeah capture like their movements and yeah and animate uh, the details of what happens with your, when you're fretting with your different yeah. fingers that's awesome they even have like which i really wanted <laughs> they had like replicas of the coco guitar and i was like oh man i really want that like <laughs> the, the big like the, the white one with like yeah. the the fret markers had like the the teeth and the skulls the, and the and skull and gold yeah that was pretty cool that's dope nice all right so yeah a stellar pick yeah it's one of the more recent ones that came out but it still showed that Pixar is on top of their game yeah um and so do you have another pick um briefly we mentioned onward uh, onward was was pretty good it was a good uh mystical fantasy uh brother searching for father tale yeah but um another 
let's say another one that I really enjoy, other than the ones you've all mentioned, which might be surprising, is Luca. Yeah, I I liked Luca a lot. Just a a a fun summer in Italy. Yeah, it came out in the summer, just on Disney Plus. But yeah, I watched it like two three times, like just because I I it's it's not too long, but uh, and I think the kid who plays um, who is in Shazam. Yeah, he he's not the main character, is he? Is he is he is, he, is the is Luca played by the kid who from Shazam, or is it the other? It is uh Jack Dylan Grazer. Yeah, so he plays Al. Yeah, uh, who plays Freddie the friend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Freddie Freeman in mm-hmm. in, Shazam. in Shazam, but in yeah. Luca he's Alberto. Yeah, like, uh, and then Jacob Tremblay is, is Luca. Yeah, um, I told you guys my favorite character in Luca, right? <laughs> Giuseppe. Giuseppe, <laughs> <laughs> stupid sheepfish. It's <laughs> the stupidest face. <laughs> I'm glad. That's one of the reasons why I'm glad that movie was at home, because I I could pause it and be like, look how stupid and adorable this fish is. Because how stupid that, he looked. That was a great design. He's just like Giuseppe. He's like, Ugh. <laughs> so stupid. But uh, you know, that was really cool. Um, that you saw like, um, and you got Massimo. Yeah, uh, he was like a cool. cool Massimo was a really cool character, like you know, and then you know with his his daughter and so. But it's, but it just just reminded me of like good summer vibes as a kid and like you know, you know little adventures you'd. Have. I mean, yeah, there's still like that whole idea too, like underlying themes of like trying having to hide who you are, or, you know, being afraid of you know of fitting in, but also being completely different and like that difference is because either it's kind of scary. And you saw Massimo at first was like, oh, the sea monsters, whatever. But then it's just like he found out who he was. And he's like, no, you're an amazing person. Like, I'm going to yeah. have your back no matter what. And then you have the the Vespa bullies. Oh, <laughs> man. This stupid kid. God, what was his name? Um, uh, Ercole. Oh, my God. Ercole. <laughs> this oh, that stupid Ercole. Oh, my goodness. Like, I am Ercole. This, <laughs> yeah that kid was a real jerk and his he gets his comeuppance and you're just like yes that's perfect and then they made a they made a short called Ciao Alberto, Ciao Alberto yeah. uh, which was also really good with Massimo and and Alberto yeah that was you should I, check it out yeah if you haven't it's it's short it's what like what, is it 15 minutes like long or 12 or? minutes 15 yeah. minutes it's good it's really also good. on Disney Plus so. I mean all these are Pixar so they're all on <laughs> Disney Plus yeah. Um, you know, I know we've have it the the greats, you know, that we've always mentioned before, like, you know, obviously the Toy Stories, the 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 Bugs Bugs Life and Wally. Like I think Wally was the beginning of the whole like, hey, we're we can also like fit in some big serious stuff into it. I think that was like the like, Wally was like the real game changer because like, incre- like Finding Nemo Incredibles or was it was it Ratatouille? Like Ratatouille snuck in some stuff in there too, mm-hmm. but I would say Loki. That's the one I think I need to go back and rewatch. Is is Ratatouille? Because now there's a whole ride at, at, at Epcot, but which more, is great, by the way. I have not been, but that's awesome that you have. Yeah, it's it's really good. But I think uh, I think personally, I think I need to go back. And now, if you saw everything everywhere all at once, it makes sense to watch <laughs> Ratatouille. <laughs> you you kind of have to. You gotta watch. It. <laughs> Oh man, you kind of have to. I I would want to do a whole Pixar kind of like watch day? along. That's what like I a Pixar day. Yeah. yeah, like watch a... watch all the movies 
that you know in in release order and then watch the shorts that kind of one thing that we from. want I, I would want to talk about at, at a later point is the the shorts that they have they have some oh like the shorts that were like, done in front of hand before oh, yeah. the theater before the movie which they didn't do one for Lightyear. Did no, they? they didn't do one for Lightyear. Not, yeah. I was surprised. Interesting. Uh, Paperman is probably still the best one. I like Jerry's which, game. Which one is that one? The Paperman was the one with the the guy doing the paper airplanes. Hmm. Yeah, that's probably the best one. Like that's I, that one. I don't remember. That. I, I like Jerry's game. Jerry's game's good. And uh, Piper is that the one with the little bird? Bird, yeah. Yes, that's the that one. one that was pretty bird. good. But, uh, like, I, I haven't seen a good number of those. I mean the, the Jerry's game one. That's like a classic. classic. One. <laughs> yeah, it's the the guy that ends up being in like Toy Story two. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. Um, yeah, Paperman is on Disney Plus. Uh, that is probably my favorite Disney short. I'll watch it. Hands which down. one? Which one. movie did that play in front of? Uh, it came out in twenty twelve. So, oh, so Cars two. Recent. No, God, no. <laughs> I mean Cars three. Sorry, Cars three. No, I was uh. This is 2012. I think it was Cars. Cars. Wreck It Ralph. Wreck It. Oh, that doesn't. Yeah, it's not. As, it's not again. They're not Pixar's, but like it's you know it was in front of Wreck It Ralph. But if we're gonna talk about just shorts in general, but oh, okay, because I'm thinking of like Pixar shorts. Yeah. yeah. I also like For the Birds. Oh, the Pixar shorts. The... For the Birds is another good one. Sorry, I understood this as like the Disney shorts that came up. No, oh, no, no the it's Pixar the, shorts. It's yeah, For the, the Birds, Pixar the one shorts. with like the birds on the uh, electrical uh, wire yeah. and yes. the big bird. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. It, well, it's pretty cool how some of them started off doing the shorts and then got their feature movie. Yeah. Like the directors. Um, I think the one that did La Luna d- ended up doing the movie uh, Luca. Yeah. And do Luca. Same thing with, I think, Bao. Bao and, uh, did Inside Out. Inside Out. No, no, Inside no, no, Out no, no. Turning Red. No, Turning Red. No, sorry, Turning yeah, Red. Turning yeah, red. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I just saw Inside Out. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was Turning Red. All right. Nice. I think, yeah, so, um, you know, there's definitely, I think, like, 26 now Pixar films with Lightyear that just came out. Uh, yeah, I think I'm, yeah, about about 26 total Pixar films. Uh, we invite you guys to share along, uh, comment, uh, and post up on our social medias from both Popcorn Watchlist on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we'll put a poll up and we'll put something up there so you guys can respond once the episode is up but check it out we'd love to hear and uh player you know just kind of get your takes on stuff that we may have missed you know as we said some of the obvious favorites but maybe your own personal favorite for your own personal reasons uh you know art is subjective we want to hear what you guys want uh think about it there's 26 to choose from so (laughs) yeah i mean there's no wrong answer cars two. um (laughs) there's Almost no wrong answer. You got 25 choices. 25 <laughs> choices to choose from. So, uh, you know, we invite the discussion. You know, we love the films and um, definitely, you know, uh, play around with it. You know, we'd, we'd love to just have more of that interaction um, until and, you know, that way it gives us some more stuff to fun, you know, talk about for the next episode. Okay, guys. So thank you so much for tuning in and uh, we'll be back next time with the full gang and together. Uh, probably going over some Obi Wan spoilers. Yep. Hopefully, hopefully, as well as some other fun finale. little you know new stuff at the same time. But yeah, hopefully the finale will be good. Uh, so uh, until next time, everybody, thank you for tuning in and uh, enjoy the popcorn.